0: Welcome to the Chop Liver Podcast. My name is Elise De Beer. And I'm Bell And today we're going to tell you what Chop Liver is all about. Let's start telling people by who we are. Elise, do you want to tell us more about you? I am an artist. Well, I kind of like to
1: classify myself as like artist, bookbinder, and maker of things. In my art practice, I focus a lot on printmaking. I think printmaking has always just been my first love. Ever since like, my first day at university when they told me about printmaking, I'm like, this is for me. It's super technical, takes way too long. It's fantastic. <laughs> and from the printmaking and my love for paper and kind of tactile things became my love for bookbinding. I've always loved books as objects. And bookbinding
0: just seemed like such a natural kind of progression for me. Do you think that the bookbinding or the book as an object issue came from... Uh, Michaelis also focusing very much on sculpture because it's a printmaking sculpture focus primarily. And do you think that that's influenced the way that you see books as objects or sculptures because you've made a lot of sculpture works with books?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's kind of like a twofold for me where at Michaelis, definitely in my year, I mean, I I graduated in 2015, the two main areas was printmaking and sculpture was like the two biggest. And I think all the lecturers were quite shocked by that. Especially the printmaking ones they didn't know what to do with 20 printmaking students in one year but my initial like love for books as objects came from the fact that I'm dyslexic and I couldn't ever access the information within books but books as an object I mean I would just collect them my house is full of them and I've kind of been banned from buying any more books <laughs>
0: same here um
1: but they're just these amazing objects and I think as, Because like, I'm quite a traditional bookbinder, it's not just kind of like glue binding or anything like that, but it's this painstaking process of hand sewing each signature in and building these beautiful covers for it, and then building boxes for the books. I think it's quite like a niche arena of the, like traditional bookbinders. I'm also very interested in book restoration and I've done quite a few kind of internships with great book restor- restorers here in South Africa. And that influences so much of my practice. I've been definitely making more like book arts and things like that because there's something so fun
0: about an artwork that people can interact with. That's amazing. But we'll definitely have to do a separate podcast Sorry. with you just about bookmaking, bookbinding. we will just talk about books and I can't think of anything better. <laughs> exactly. Because I think you are the only bookbinder probably that I know and many people will know mm. after this. Yeah. But um Tell so, us a little bit more about what you do. Please, can I just? <laughs> uh, so I am an art historian by education, um, but I'm also the gallery director currently at Devacruh Projects. And we collaborate with artists to produce shows and to make work in our print workshop, which has also cultivated a print interest in me. And you taught me how to make prints. When you came, you were at our Cape Town Gallery and you came up for a month working in Joburg and you taught me how to make prints. And then thanks very much. Now I can't stop because it's printmaking is so... It's so addictive and it's so exciting. So I've had cultivated a little bit of a love for printmaking where I just experiment with in my own time. But I've always wanted to be kind of a children's book illustrator i have always drawn i've always had a fascination with drawing and that's the thing in my life that i've always wanted to be good at and it's always felt like i couldn't be good at it so i was never good enough to maybe go and study fine art you know deciding for myself or what you know feedback you're getting so i stopped drawing for about 10 years, and then picked it up when I moved back to Joburg in 2013, and I haven't stopped since, so I really have a passion for drawing, and I have a passion for creating illustrations, and then another thing that you taught me, you're teaching me so much. I know, I'm just here to (laughs) just share knowledge with the world. Teach me, Guru Elise, but um, is pop-up books. I mean, you have a huge love for for pop-ups, and it's super fun to do it, and I remember when you and me and Gabrielle and was Brit with us as well at that time, and you were teaching us all how to make these simple pop-ups mm-hmm. and from there I've been combining them with my illustrations and they've just served me so well that I actually could get a little bit closer to fulfilling my dream of maybe making a children's book illustra- illustration oh. with pop-ups. So um, that's really my background and what I do I also like to take some photographs sometimes like band photography and like art product photography and me and your sister can have a yeah. photography showdown who's also going to be one of the guests on our Podcast episodes coming yeah, up. Yeah, so definitely look out for that one. So that's, I mean, do we want to tell people a bit what Chop Liver Society is all about? Because that's really come about through our working in these creative industries, mm-hmm. and our f- they are, it is appreciated, but not in a
1: not in the mainstream sense of being appreciated exactly. and acknowledged. So the phrase just like Chop Liver, I think everyone knows the saying is like, are oh, you just feeling like Chop Liver? And that really came about, I think, a lot of creatives and innovators feel that way, where it's you put your heart and your soul into something, you study it for years, whether it's self-taught, you go to university, but you have these people who are not part of the creative industry approach you. And like the worst fa- phrase being like, oh, don't you just want to like take a photo of this? Don't you just quickly want to draw me this thing of my children or <laughs> things like that? But I don't think a lot of people understand the amount of work it takes to produce an artwork or to put up an exhibition or to photograph something and then to edit it. Or so, and I think it leaves a lot of people feeling like you're just chop liver. Um, and that's why the Chop Liver Appreciation Society exists. It's a support system and to celebrate creatives and innovators that are following unconventional career paths where they're really turning Their passions and what really
0: kind of drives them as people into careers. Right. So I think also, you know, often in society, people are discouraged from doing. Let's say creative things as jobs, you know, we've all been confronted with that in one way or another. Let's say I want to be an artist and someone says to me, but how are you going to make money? Like, how are mm-hmm. you going to make it work? Or you can't make a living from being a chef or being, there's so many photographers out there. Why should you do that? And I think that the platform for us, like we've managed to in our own lives just kind of disregard that, not with is necessarily but actually just by pushing through and to do the things that we love to do Mm -hmm. and have had success in selling artworks or having an income from what it is that we do but it's also not always about the money it's it's more about having the confidence to carry on and do the things that you love doing because you can make anything work yes um if you work hard at it and you have the, you develop your skills and you do Mm. all of that. But I think that our society or our platform is really to talk about these things, to encourage more people to, let's say, carry on drawing. I was writing in my blog that, you know, at one point we all start drawing as children. We all draw as children, all children are artists, but at what point did we stop? People stop drawing and you get people coming into the gallery or coming into a situation always. They would say, I can't draw. But we all drew as children. So it's so interesting that kind of mind shift that happens somewhere along the line where we're not creatives. Yeah. And I think through our platform, we want to encourage being creative in whichever sense it is, whether it's being a photographer, being, being a chef, being a writer, being an editor, being some, doing something that instills a sense of passion and drive in you that you love.
1: Yeah, and I think if... I always
0: think that could
1: so easily have done just like a desk job thing and like, sure, that <laughs> seems like so nice and stable. But I think you kind of land up bashing your head against the keyboard after a while. And it always makes me think because even when I was starting, I was like, OK, what? I finished high school now. What on earth am I going to study? Love art. But like, is there going to be money in that? So actually, my first option was to go study architecture because I thought, OK, there I'm going to find a job and it's going to be way more stable. And I was actually so fortunate. My dad actually approached me. It's like, if you do this, you're going to hate every moment of it. Yeah, Go step. study art that you're going to love. And I think I was very fortunate to get that kind of support because I think very few people do. When they kind of tell their parents, "I'm gonna go study art and be an artist," they kind of be like, oh, "Okay, that's." Or they like, "Self fund that. Yeah. You know,
0: we're not gonna pay for that. But if you wanna do it, do it." And exactly, you know, but so that's amazing. That's amazing that, that your parents I yeah that I actually so got supportive. that
1: support for. I think a lot of people, even now in the arts, I mean, it's it's difficult to be an independent artist, and so many people are. Whether they're independent musicians, whether they're independent like photographers artists not only do they probably also have like their
0: day jobs
1: but they're really doing whatever they can to kind of strive and develop their passion into a career
0: exactly and you need the network i mean that's the thing with galleries or when you even when you're studying you have a network of people that are in that industry so you can connect with this person that could give that could lead on to another situation but if you let's say self-taught like Let's say me, for example, where do you find a community of people who are interested in what you're interested in or who could help you to find a path or a, a, a foot in the door in a certain situation um, to carry on doing what you're doing? So I think that that also, which is really a, a key function of our platform, is to create that network where anyone, it's not limited to what you've been able to go and study or to where you are if you with a gallery or with a specific restaurant or with a big organization it's actually physically literally for everyone who wants to speak about their passions and their careers and we create a network for ourselves and we can help each other yeah. to find a way to do what it is that we love say now you are an artist you have limited means
1: of finding a photographer to photograph your work to actually put it out there into the world we want to be that where bridges that gap between creative people where they can connect because i mean so much of The work that you and I have done together and something that we really want from this platform is the word of like collaboration. Right. It's people working together. It's about sharing each other's skills. It's about learning from each other. Often people are like, oh, this is my information. This is my knowledge. I'm not going to share it. I'm too precious about it. You lose a lot in that because you can learn so much from other people.
0: Yes, for sure. And that brings me, I guess, to the, our next point in what people can expect from our blogs. And I think that your word in using collaboration is extremely important because we both creatives. We want to talk to other people who are innovators or creatives and collaborate with them, what they're doing, but then also pair it with a blog mm. in visualizing how we appreciate this specific person who we'd want to speak to. So um, combining it with either photographs, writings, or whatever, in order to illustrate a sense of what that person does. Do you want to tell us more about how many blogs we can expect? At the moment, we're really hoping that for now, with a mixture of day job
1: and doing this as our great side project, um, hoping that like once a month you'll hear from us, where we get to, it's either going to be us talking to each other or interviewing really interesting people. And like we mentioned, um, we're going to have chefs. We're going to have illustrators, photographers, typographers, anyone that we can find that we really want to share their story. So if you ever feel like, listen, I am really great at doing calligraphy, let us know, because we would want to share those stories. This is very much trying to bring a lot of these um, people with these expertise out of the shadows. And so with all of our podcasts, there will always be a blog going into more detail. Because unfortunately, with a podcast, you can really only listen to our voices. (laughs) And because we're talking about creative fields, we want you to also visually see that. So always be sure to check out our website and you can have a look at that.
0: So I think with the blog, we also want to kind of illustrate what the world would look like without these people in like a quirky kind of way. Not edit text or... You know, not do whatever it is that yeah. these people do, and see and see what they can, what what that looks like. But in addition to the monthly blogs with our guests that we want to do, we also want to do book recommendations, which would be a shorter podcasts, just on what we've been reading and inspiring us, and maybe something that pulls you through a hard time. Um, not mentally, but like creatively, to, blocks, yo, yeah, yo, to pull you through creative blocks. So we, we want to speak about these books and um, other fillers, which we'll come up with as we go along. As we
1: go, yeah, because we'll be sometimes talking about just objects that we love and just kind of sharing what inspires us. And hopefully through that inspires you, because I know I definitely get my creative blocks way too often. And for me, always listening to podcasts and listening to other creatives talk about what they're doing, what inspires them often inspires me
0: right me too so at the end of this episode
1: and at the end of really all of our episodes
0: we want to present you with a doodle challenge the doodle challenge the doodle challenge (laughs) part of every podcast there will be a theme doodle challenge this episode will be what Elise pilots because this is our pilot episode we're not always going to explain our jokes but (laughs) it's going to be pilots doodles we want to do doodles because doodles are the chop liver of the art world and anyone can participate you don't need to be an artist you can be an artist at heart an artist at heart, an exactly. artist at heart. Um, and this could be on a napkin could be digital it could be on toilet paper
1: literally on anything that you can find that you can draw on take a photo of it and send it to us um, and you can send it to us via instagram facebook email the address is info at chopliversociety.com and if you're sending it to us on Instagram and Facebook, use the hashtag Class Doodle Challenge. That
0: is C-L-A-S, Doodle Challenge. That's it. And we will be posting them to our story gallery on Instagram. We'd like to add them to our website to we have an exhibition, online like, yeah, virtual, a exhibition, a virtual viewing room of doodles every month or however soon we're going to do it. But we would love to include you and we'd love to engage with our audience The winner for this episode's doodle challenge will be announced on our next episode and they'll be the winner of... A chop liver pin. Our first merch item that will be available on our store very soon with other items to come as well.
1: Yeah, and I think that's all for today. Thank you so much for
0: listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. More information on the platform visit our website ChoppedLiversociety.com and like us on Facebook and Instagram and bring your friends.
1: And this podcast was produced by Jonathan Bell at Bell Studios in Johannesburg.